he'd finished. Some numbers to go with it. Petrovich put down the pencil and checked his answer. Dubina, he whispered to himself. Durak, Bolvan. The ornate sphere had taunted him from across the desk for the last time. He was going to be its master now. He reached over and fastened his hand around it, then threw it in the air with such casual defiance that it would have had his head of department leaping to save it. He caught it deftly on its way down, and knew that it would never have to touch the floor again. He carried it to the door, flung it open, and stepped through. The two paycops lolling beside the lift caught a flavor of his mood. One nudged the other, who turned to see the white blonde hair and tight-lipped smile of Petrovich advancing toward them at a steady gait. Dr. Petrovich, asked one, is there a problem? Petrovich held the sphere up in front of him. Out of the way, he said. Science coming through. He ran down the stairs, two stories, sliding his hand over the banister and only taking a firm hold to let his momentum carry him through the air for the broad landings. Now was not the time to wait, foot-tapping, for a crawling lift car that gave him the creeps anyway. Everything was urgent, imminent, inevitable. Second floor. His professor had given him two graduate students, and he had had little idea what to do with them. The least he could do to compensate for several months of make-work was to include them in this. He needed witnesses anyway, and their test rig, which may or may not be completed. Petrovich hadn't seen either student for a week, or it might have been two. Either way, he was certain he could recognize them again. He kicked the door to their lab space open. They were there, sitting in front of an open cube of wood, a cat's cradle of thin wires stretched inside. An oscilloscope, old-school cathode tube, made a pulsing green line across its griddled screen. The woman, blonde, skin as pale as parchment, eyes grey like a ghost's. McNeil, yes, that was her name, glanced over her shoulder. She jumped up when she saw Petrovich's expression and what he was carrying. You finished it? This, yeah, about a week ago. Should have mentioned it, but that's not what's important now. He advanced on a steel trolley. In time-honored fashion, new equipment was built in the center of the lab. The old was pushed to the wall to be cannibalized for parts or left to fossilize. He inspected the collection of fat transformers on the trolley's top shelf. When he squatted down to inspect the lower deck, he found some moving coil meters and something that might have been the heavy-duty switching gear from a power station. Do either of you need any of this? He waited all of half a second for a reply before seizing the trolley in his free hand and trying to tip it over. Some of the transformers were big ferrite ones, and he couldn't manage it one-handed. McNeil and the man, Petrovich's mind was too full to remember his name, looked at each other. You, he said to the man, catch. He threw the sphere, and without waiting to see if it had a safe arrival, wedged his foot under one of the trolley's casters and heaved. The contents slid and fell, collecting in a blocky heap on the fifties lino. He righted the trolley and looked around for what he needed. 
Power supply, there, he pointed, and McNeil scurried to get it. That bundle of leads there. Multimeter, any, doesn't matter. And the Mukhanov book. The other student was frozen in place, holding the sphere like it was made of crystal. Hugo Dominguez, that was it, had problems pronouncing his sibilance. You all right with that? Dominguez nodded dumbly. The quantum gravity textbook was the last thing slapped on the trolley, and Petrovich took the handle again. Right, follow me. McNeil trotted by his side. Dr. Petrovich, she said. And that was almost as strange as being married. Doctor, what else could the university have done but confer him with the title as soon as was practically possible? Yeah. Where are we going?